0: It is September 20th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, NXT 2.0. Glenn Rubenstein, Alfred Kanaway. Issa is off tonight. Uh, we hope she's doing well in Puerto Rico with the storms there and whatnot. But we are here to talk about a pre-taped NXT 2.0, the last of the In Living Color era, as yeah. there's a set change going on. And next week, it is an all-new, all-different NXT 2.5, NXT Special Edition. Who knows? But you got the two of us tonight. Alfred, what's going on in the news?
1: Well, it's all about Bray Wyatt, Glenn. This has been dominating the headlines. WWE is going full guerrilla marketing, and it is working like a charm. WWE has been conspicuously playing Jefferson Airplane, a terribly underrated band. I'm glad they're getting so much pub. Terribly underrated Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit. Throughout all kinds of arenas, they're making it the acapella version. And this past Monday on Raw in the SAP Center, if you saw online, when they played White Rabbit, the lights went red. And there's a lot of speculation that now this has something to do with Bray Wyatt. And this past Monday on Raw, I feel like, was one of those episodes where they all but told you it was Bray Wyatt to where there was a QR code in the background of an Austin Theory segment. If you scan the QR, it took you to a link where it read, feed your head. And then it shows this little animation of a hangman where you're supposed to guess, but it does it all for you. And the word, the clue is who killed the world? And the answer is you did. And the first five letters of this guest, spelled the letters D-E-M-O-N. So NYC Demon Diva, Diva isn't here. I'm not saying it is Issa, but I'm not saying it's not. Okay, Amen. that is one thing to consider. She hasn't been here, and they're now doing all these no. teases. Okay. And sorry. then afterwards, it said Keep 9.23. Talking. So 9.23 as in September 23rd, or 9.23 p.m., which is Eastern time zone that is around the time in the time zone that SmackDown airs from 8 to 10 on the East Coast. So it it looks like there is to be, whether it's the next development, whether it's an announcement, something is going down on September 23rd. A lot of people think it's Bray Wyatt and further fueling these flames. It doesn't end there, Glenn. If you look at the Extreme Rules posters, particularly for Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle, in the background you'll see a lantern this does not appear in any other posters they have the ronda rousey live morgan poster up there and that's not in the background but it is in the background of this so perhaps bray Wyatt makes his return in the fight pit it looks like this is bray Wyatt. some people have said that it might be carrying cross because he went by white rabbit and when he was in lucha underground let me tell you something right now you want to ruin carrying cross's career again let it be carrying cross like oh, yeah. if, it, if it's carrying cross and not bray Wyatt after all this excitement and then basically telling us it is that will ruin his career worse than Vince did. And he'll need that helmet just to hide his face from the backlash. So it looks like Bray Wyatt might be on his way back. They're doing a lot of really creative guerrilla marketing. Glenn, what do you think about all this? And do you think it'll be Bray Wyatt or somebody else?
0: Oh, wait. Is Bray Wyatt? going to be on the podcast? Apparently, White Rabbit, acapella is the harbinger.
1: Oh, it goes hard. That goes <laughs> so hard.
0: <laughs> um, What if this is just a sound guy fucking with everyone? Well... <laughs> Except what's on the, uh, except what's on TV, right?
1: Yeah, they, they haven't done anything on TV about it. The announcers have not acknowledged it. This has strictly been done in live arenas and, of course, with the QR code, similar to what we've seen with NXT with Zoe Starks' return. Now they're doing something with Bray Wyatt, similar to what AEW did with CM Punk, where they wouldn't say his name, but they kind of telegraphed. They sold out the United Center, and you kind of got the idea that it was him. It looks like they're going that way with Bray Wyatt. I like how they're doing this, especially if the payoff is Bray Wyatt.
0: Maybe if we look at the history of QR codes, those aren't the most exciting payoffs that we've had.
1: No, it's not. And uh, as much as I like Joey Stark, I felt like the buildup superseded her actual return. Whereas this, if it ends up being Bray Wyatt, I think it'll live up to it and it'll pay off. But if it's not, it'll be the first black mark of the Triple H era, I think.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. I think it's exciting when they do something different. Um, This isn't like the most original way they've introduced someone they've had before, where actually you know what i hate that they would do during the vince era something weird would happen and commentary would be like what was that i don't know anyhow moving on you know they're just like they just no sell it completely
1: yeah this is even better with them not acknowledging it at all i like this better similar to kind of how they did the dexter loomis thing to where they weren't necessarily acknowledging but you did get moments like what you're saying where they would be like oh that was strange anyway oh a man with a knife wow that's weird anyway let's move on so they're yeah. not necessarily doing that. They're doing this apart from the television programming. And this just has Bray Wyatt's fingerprints all over it. Paw prints, if you will. And I'm excited for the 923 edition of SmackDown to see where this goes next.
0: Baby I is next uh, month, hopefully they start playing Starships. Nothing's going to stop us now.
1: Yeah, you know, the greatest uh, moment of Jefferson Airplane's career is when Jim Carrey covered them in Cable Guy, which is one of his best movies. <laughs> that was the best another movie, And uh, he sang Somebody to Love. I think that was the greatest moment of Jefferson Airplane's career. They had to be excited to see Jim Carrey cover them.
0: It's very weird that uh, Orange Cassidy is Jefferson Starship, AEW is Jefferson Airplane, so I'm calling it right now. Mickey Thomas and Starship with We Built This City are coming to Impact Wrestling.
1: Oh my god. Write it down, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's going to happen. Glenn's cracked the code. This is what this is all building to.
0: Mickey Thomas still out there touring with a bunch of ringers, a bunch of workers. No one from the original Jefferson Starship or Jefferson Airplane, just Mickey Thomas playing the food and wine festival and at Disney world and your local state fair.
1: Mickey Thomas can handle it by themselves. I, I, I would love to see that, but it uh, looks like Bray Wyatt's come out. Are you excited for Bray Wyatt? Uh, if, if it is Bray yeah. Wyatt, let's assume it's Bray Wyatt. Are you excited for this? Do you think Bray Wyatt's going to come in there and rectify the wrongs that were done? Or do you think it'll be more of the same? Cause there are now stories that Alexa bliss, if you watched raw, it looks like she's going to change her character There's been this story that she's not trying as hard as she used to, so it's very curious timing. And I'm not so sure about pairing them back together, but is that something you want to see?
0: If Bray comes back as muscle man Bray Wyatt, I will start watching Monday Night Raw again.
1: Okay, that's all you have to do to get one more viewer. And you know what? They're going to need you, Glenn, because Monday Night Raw didn't do very well. Up against two football games, it fell drastically. 1.593 million, if you'll remember Three weeks, I believe, in a row, Raw did over $2 million and their viewership well, was just on fire. And we all knew this was coming with football season, but with this doubleheader, Raw really um, took a hit.
0: And million. the new version of Quantum Leap debuted last night. You know, $3.5 million rating, not even counting DVR. So I think clearly that is cutting in the WWE pop.
1: And I will say that is a very
0: legitimate
1: aspect of this because quantum leap the promotion for that was everywhere every time i watch any type of streaming show i remember just kind of thinking to myself man they are promoting the hell out of this show they went hard with really seems like it's paying
0: off i watched on the east coast and the west coast feed last night and peacock is it that good well i really want to make sure it succeeds because i want them to bring scott bacula back from the original series so you know Like, I mean, it was a pilot, dude. You know, I mean, like, what for what first episode of any great series, it's very rare that the first episode of a series is like, this is the maximum potential of what it could be. And actually, normally, if there's a a pilot episode that is the maximum potential, usually it's all downhill from there.
1: Yeah, and the ultimate example of that for me is Cobra Kai. Because the first couple of episodes of Cobra Kai, for me, were a tough watch. I was thinking about giving it up entirely. And then around episode three, four, I felt like it started to hit its stride and really take off.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, it was it was decent. It's very much set in the universe. They referenced the original show a bunch. There's some crossover with the original show, not Scott Bakula from the jump, but uh, no, I, I'm excited. I'm very excited for how this is going to shake out. The original Quantum Leap is one of my favorite TV series of all time.
1: Yes, so um, W B might have some tough sledding up against all this tough competition, but the good news is my fantasy football team is tuning out, ladies and gentlemen. We are dominant. I'm in a super flex. They effed around and let me get Josh Allen and... Uh, just Justin Herbert. So we are just lighting the world on fire. And Season's WWE is sad. They could be happy for my fantasy football team on our way to winning our 13th fantasy football championship, ladies and gentlemen.
0: But it's good with Bray coming back. I don't know that Bray's going to pop a huge rating, but the thing with wrestling, and I think Triple H, you know, if there's a thing Triple H has learned from Tony Khan, think about that statement for a second. Um, it's that you want to constantly almost what comes next is more important than what's actually on the air. And I, Vince used to know this. Think about how every pay-per-view, like it was, it was part of the reason I stopped watching wrestling after the invasion angle, because it was never about payoff. It was all about like, and you know, every pay-per-view ended with what's going to happen next. Things will never be the same again. Like it was just constantly setting up questions that the answers to were always disappointing, but we always had new questions
1: but they always string you along. That's like the Kanye mentality. You're absolutely right. That's what kept Vince going is that he said the only break he would ever take during the year is after WrestleMania. He'd be like, wow, that was a good mania. And then he would just keep going. And yeah. so that's kind of the mentality of you just kind of keep going, keep giving them something to like. And that's something that Triple H has clearly keyed into.
0: Yeah, I think I think it will be very successful. That was the problem with NXT tonight being pre-taped was it was, you know, Solo Sokoa relinquishing the title. That yeah, was I hated, the big. I hated that. Yeah, but at least it was something. If not for that tonight, was there any reason to watch tonight? Did anything of note happen tonight? Right, no. And if you read the
1: spoilers, it just was what exactly what it was. And I actually did kind of check out the spoilers. And I just wasn't surprised by much, except for the Solo Sokoa incident and with him uh, relinquishing, which we'll get into. But I have mixed feelings about that. I just think it kind of takes a wind out of the sails of NXT, whereas I thought they were on to something with Solo Sokoa winning, going into this new era. With him relinquishing, it kind of resets things again. Yeah. What else is going on in the news? Well, that's the news. We got the big Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt has been dominating the news with all these Easter eggs. Uh, Tony Khan did have a shot about Saudi Arabia for WWE, if you want to talk about that. But it's just, you know, what else is he going to say? You take some shots at the other company and people get mad and then we move on. <laughs> I believe his term, he was talking about Northeast. He's talking about New York market. He said New York is a crown jewel of wrestling, not some
0: Saudi Arabia pay-per-view overseas. Yeah, I'm sure he would turn down that money.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. The the more Tony Khan talks that stuff, like as AEW grows, Saudi Arabia is going to want to, if they're reaching out to UFC and WWE, AEW isn't too far behind. And when they come with that Saudi money, it's going to be very hard for Tony Khan to say no. And if he does say no, the only reason he'll have to is because he opened his big fat mouth and talked all that trash.
0: You know what? If there's ever a chance for an AEW versus WWE Supercard, that's what it would take. It would take... The Saudi prince writing a nine-figure check to each company for one night only.
1: That is a great point that I have not heard because there was so much speculation on these merger rumors that we talked about last week. I have not heard that take, and I love that take. If Saudi Arabia just came through and said, I'll give you guys $100 million each to have a supercar in Saudi Arabia, they're both doing it.
0: Yeah. No, if the KSA, if, if a, you know, a Prince said, hey, Beyonce, I want you to play a show and I want you to play a show with the insane clown posse. And I want you to alternate songs throughout the night. Like, hey, if that checks big enough, we're going to have a once in a lifetime event.
1: A hundred percent.
0: You know, People... it'd be kind of
1: a shame, though, because in front of a Saudi crowd, like you want to see that in front of like wrestling fans.
0: Could you imagine, okay, Beyoncé, Beyoncé, I believe, has played Saudi Arabia before, but could you imagine ICP out there spraying Fago? Beyoncé getting doused in Fago, uh, you know, as they're playing chicken hunting, and then Beyoncé has to go on and play single ladies after that, slipping and sliding with Fago all over the stage. Does the Saudi prince at any point say, whoop, whoop? Yes. Inserts a family chant. <laughs> Saudi prince shows up with the face paint on. And he's Please. only booking Beyonce for uh, one of his wives. <laughs> the, more I, the more I think about this, the more I like this idea.
1: But, I love this booking. This is great booking yes. right here.
0: Let's talk about NXT tonight. Oh, man. Oh, this is, and this is not the usual, like, oh, man, wrestling is so beat, man. So hard to watch this booking. Do they think we're dumb? It's all the same old, same old. No. It's a pre-taped show pre-taped show that's like a a pause a break tonight literally was them saying we we're going to get this one in the can and show it so we can give you a better show next week
1: Yes, it did feel very much like a transitional show. You know, you talked about NXT 2.5. I thought about that a lot watching this show. This is what that kind of seemed like. It's like yeah. the transitional mix between old and new, where you're seeing that NXT logo that we saw revealed last week, that kind of black and gold and white NXT logo, but there's still the colors are still in the arena that they're in right now. I feel like a lot of this is going to change when they're really ready to reboot. This felt like a soft launch.
0: It, it felt like a B-Sides album. And yeah. as we all know, a B-Sides album, they normally have one new single, and the rest is just filler. So, like Solo Sokoa dropping that championship at the beginning, that was your new single. The rest, yeah. all filler. These were all cuts that uh didn't quite make the previous records. Steve Marcucili, 499. If it's Bray, do we want the fiend brain or uh the fiend bray or a new version of Bray Wyatt?
1: Well, it's gotta be the fiend bray, man. I think uh there's unfinished business with that theme bray, whereas the old version of Bray Wyatt overstayed is welcome where eventually he got to a point where he was just talking in riddles and people didn't understand what his promos were about. Whereas this theme, Bray Wyatt, I think there was an understanding that as talented as Bray Wyatt is, as creative as he is, it was kind of undermined by Vince McMahon's vision for the character. Whereas, you know, you saw that feud with Randy Orton, which was just god awful. And I want to see, I'm not even saying that Triple H is going to knock this out of the park. I just want to see how good Triple H is, if he's going to be able to tap into this creative wisdom of Bray Wyatt.
0: Yeah, so next week is taped as well, apparently. Yes there you go let's get to the real question which is Sheed black for 4.99 asking what is so great about applebee's
1: i mean we would be here for less time if i was describing what isn't great about applebee's what's not to love about applebee's eating good in the neighborhood she black come to englewood and we'll show you what that means to eat good in the neighborhood especially all these cougars in applebee's let me tell you something right now i'm eating good in that neighborhood
0: if you like overpriced drinks and the equivalent of a microwaved lean cuisine entree for the price of a restaurant entree Applebee's is for you.
1: If you like anything pineapple flavored too. I'm talking about the cocktails they have. I don't know, why um, I don't know why you're <laughs> I'm talking about the drinks. I don't know why you're laughing.
0: So uh Solo sokoa was backstage. We saw HBK solo Sokoa and Carmelo Hayes. In HBK's office, and Hayes, like, just stripping solo of the title and then telling Carmelo, You want to back? You're going to have a four way match at Halloween Havoc. Yeah, match. I, I ladder match. Five way ladder match. Five way ladder match. Yes.
1: I was very excited about the prospects of Solo Sokoa possibly being somebody who goes back and forth, being a champion who can showcase the NXT North American Championship on SmackDown, which is WWE's most viewed show. I thought there was a lot of good. Again, I was not very happy with Carmelo Hayes losing that championship, but if he's going to lose to Solo Sokoa, who's in this main event stable on SmackDown, I was completely fine with that. But now them going backwards, it's almost like, why the hell did you do it in the first place?
0: That's true. And apparently everyone's saying next week is pre-taped also. So wait, they taped six hours of wrestling with the same crowd last week?
1: That must have been a drag. They were pretty hot tonight, especially, you know, not for the whole show, but there were points, especially Andre Chase, when he came in there, they were pretty hot for some points. I mean,
0: in terms of energy, I don't know. I mean, dude, I sat through that entire, like, five hours at Access at WrestleMania. That one year for NXT tapings, like in terms of energy, like an NXT crowd is pretty good. Whereas at WrestleMania, good lord, I don't think I've ever gotten up and like walked around as much as a show ever as like you know in an eight-hour WrestleMania. Was this where was this in San Jose? You said uh I, I think I was there too. No, uh Access, no, that was um that was when they taped at Dallas that day in Texas, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was there too, yeah. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I went I went to some dude's hotel room that I met off Craigslist. Uh, to pick up his tickets because that was sold out That access and uh he was wearing a hulkamania shirt i decided not to have the conversation that anyone that knows me knows i was so tempted to have with this man um but i paid him like 40 dollars and got two tickets to access that started at like 8 a.m or something absurd and we made a beeline over there you can watch if you watch all those episodes taped to access after mania dallas like i'm there rampside for much of that
1: wow that would be funny if he had a shirt on the back and said hulk was right
0: <laughs> you know next week if we have a virtual if we if we have our uh guest co-host we'll have to ask that guest co-host what they think about hulk hogan and uh
1: i am Jesus. curious to see our guest co-host uh, thoughts on hulk hogan i would love to oh, see
0: that i gotta make this work uh eng two dollars i ate applebee's recently and the food is too salty
1: Okay, you go to the Applebee's for the drinks and for the atmosphere and for the party. It's like a neighborhood atmosphere. And if you have to eat Applebee's, get the surf and
0: turf. The, the key, Ian, is that the salt is in the food and not in your game. So
1: Absolutely. I like that, Glenn. See?
0: Yes. Um, I don't even know what salt in the game actually means. I've just heard it for the better part of the last 35 years. Uh, Sheed Black, Butch. Thank you.
1: Hell yeah, Sheed. Now that's the type of super chat I want to see from Sheed Black. So I was talking about this, speaking about Salt in the
0: Game, uh, on Game Boys to Men, the podcast with Jeff Gershman on his Patreon. We uh, recorded our new episode about the Sega CD, talking about a lot of 1992 memories, uh, and there was a question that I posed. Is No Vaseline the greatest Ice Cube song of all time?
1: Mm, wow, the greatest Ice Cube song of all time. It might be the greatest diss track of all time. I'll put it on my short list for one of the greatest diss tracks. I'm going to have to think and go through his catalog. I don't know if it's the greatest Ice Cube song of all time. Today, Jeff Gershay said
0: said really Doe. and I'm like really Doe? Like really, that's your. Do you think the best Ice Cube song of all time? That's a good song. I don't know if it's his best. No, not turn off the radio. Not yeah, turn off the radio is a good one. I mean, you could pick you could pick almost a track at random off of America's Most Wanted, um, yeah. and you might be right in calling it you know the greatest Ice Cube solo song of all time. But I th- I think no Vaseline is the best solo song
1: that he's done it's up here's i love no vaseline and i give it all its flowers for being like maybe the greatest diss track of all time. if you look bar for bar it just goes hard but it might be the best ice cube song i'm not ready to commit to that i might have to go back and look at his whole catalog and see what uh now are we just talking about solo you said solo Solo. ice cube we're not talking about okay well then that if we're gonna narrow it down you might have a case no vaseline might win that
0: okay Sheed Black pointing out that Sonic CD had a good soundtrack. So on this episode of Game Boys to Men that Jeff Gershman and I did, we'll talk a little bit about Sonic CD and some of that, but we really dive deep on the full motion video games like Night Trap, Sour Shark, Make My yeah. Music Video, and those uh, notorious fiascos, the Sega CD was famous for. That for like a year everyone was like, This is the future of gaming. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. Um It kind of was because then
1: games did go to CDs, it just Sega CD wasn't a part of
0: that. Yes. Um, ooh, baby ice. Thing. yes, you can. Do, you the know, I think about the song. You can do it quite a, like the beat on that is phenomenal.
1: It's a great club banger. I will not say that is this because I don't think that's a good represent. It's a good representation of Ice Cube, but I don't think it captures Ice Cube like the essence of Ice Cube. I think it's pop Ice Cube. It's a great song. It gets the clubs going. I will not commit to that being the greatest Ice Cube song of all
0: time. This is what we were talking about on the podcast. Is in 1992, we were outraged that Mister Ice Cube, who once said Ice Cube is not for the pop charts. Followed up, it was a good day with Bop Gun, and (laughs) we were saying, could you imagine if in 1992 someone would have said, like, and here's a clip from Are We There Yet? It, like, heads would have exploded, Yeah. you know? Now, if you told me Ice Cube's going to be a movie called Torque, I would be like, hell yeah, he probably shot that right after he shot Trespass, you know? Uh, Because, I mean, Ice Cube was once, like, the epitome of hard. Oh, yeah. You know? Gotta pause
1: that. But he was, no, he absolutely was and is, and one of the greatest writers in the history of hip hop. He doesn't get enough credit for how great of a writer he was. NWA doesn't really happen without Ice Cube. I think he was. Oh my god, can you imagine like
0: I'm thinking about NWA after Ice Cube and I think like over people overrate those albums, like DOC good lyricist, but I I have no desire to listen to anything after Ice Cube left from NWA. I agree, me too. uh john jordan five dollars petitioning for friend of the show status now then tony twitterfingers that dude who low-key drinks zima yet says he's too good for Applebee's. <laughs>
1: hey tony it's twitterfingers strange. is invited to Applebee's. And john jordan you are a friend of the show uh, i've talked to john jordan on twitter sometimes a good dude you have achieved friend of the show status congratulations
0: um png asking an important question wouldn't taking girl to applebee's be salting my own game since it means foiling romantic interactions with someone see i think taking someone to applebees on a date is kind of good cuz you're setting expectations and you're saying like don't expect too much more from me this is about as good as it's going to get
1: yeah and then everything else after that should be impressed but applebees is the ultimate aphrodisiac you you take a girl to applebees and don't even think about it
0: <laughs> Maybe I'm saying you will respect save the last dance there was a you can do it that was like the big i think that was like the end credits dance number like julia oh, styles was- getting down to Dude, I'm still riding high on the the Step Up series. I've gone back and rewatched like the dance number like I mean not to spoil, so can okay, Step Up 3D. They have these crazy like clothes that like start lighting up, and whenever they hit them, they change colors. And then you think like they are massacring this other dance crew, and then they bring in the shorties crew, which are all these little kids that come in and start busting a move. And yeah. it is just like it's freaking epic. Step Up 3D, this final dance.
1: So 3D. Do I need 3D glasses to watch no,
0: this? No, I, I, it's not in 3D anymore. Like, I watch okay. it regularly. It's also a really cool dance where there's, like, a burst pipe and they're all dancing in water and stomping on water is going everywhere. That probably looked amazing in 3D. Um, So, Check Yourself is good. You know what I don't like about Check Yourself is I like mm-hmm. the original version with DOS effects on the Predator. I'm not a big fan of the Message Remix. And all you ever hear is the Message Remix, not the original.
1: Yeah. That's good. Check yourself is actually it does have a. I think check yourself is is on the short list too. That that's an interesting one.
0: Yes. Kill Carl Arms. <laughs> Ice Cube does have some of the greatest like I misheard lyrics in rap. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what the actual lyric is, but I had a friend that swore he thought Al Jabiba was the name of a host of, like, a TV show, and Ice Cube was urging ladies to go home and watch Al (laughs) Jabiba.
1: I mean, that does make sense, kind of, in a roundabout way. (laughs)
0: I will say that as a white child listening to hip-hop, you kind of assume sometimes there are things I don't get, but I'm just gonna nod along yeah. and sort of infer based on context. It's a different culture, yeah. It's a different culture, yeah. So Al Jibiba, gonna make a comeback, I'm sure. Syndicated talk show. Um, <laughs> Nathan Fraser versus Axiom in the second match of their best of three series. Oh my god, I I on with bated breath on a best of three series, uh, especially. The score now is one-to-one. Who would have thought this would have been the outcome in the second match of a best-of-three series?
1: I feel like this rivalry personifies where NXT is at right now. Like, it's in this middle ground. We're just going to wrap something up. People aren't too terribly excited for what's happening right now, but what's coming next is going to be much better. And this was a perfect way to start a show in kind of a lame-duck period of NXT because this does feel like a lame-duck feud.
0: It's tough. It's tough I mean you could have just told you could have said it was a best of 3 series and said oh, we're just going to skip ahead to the final match. Let's really? just assume these guys are one and one and let's skip ahead to the final match.
1: That's the thing about best of 3 is you know where it's going to go for those first two so they cancel each other out whereas I mean the best of 7 the the gold standard of that for a lot of, you know, 90s wrestling fans they remember Crispin Wall and Booker T. They had that best of seven series and it just made both of them really elevated in terms of being world title contender talent. Uh, you know, we should not say his name, but ever since then, I don't feel like they've done it correctly. I feel like they just haven't been able to live up to it. I know Sheamus and Cesaro did something like that. Was that was very good. that it and was good, but it was saying
0: not- they're okay. going to end up as a tag team, just like Seamus and Suc- 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 Oh, I could Suc-
1: absolutely see that. And that's where it was kind of teasing when they began talking about this is that they're going to be a tag team because he does not know that's a kid under there.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, best in the smoker's world, $5. Alfred, great minds think alike. We're the same age, have Midwestern roots, and know that older women are the best. You're the man.
1: Hell yeah. And he looks the smoker's world. You know, that's another thing we might have in common. So uh, good for th- We do have great minds that think alike. Love to hear it.
0: There you go. Um, Got a video of Alba Fire setting up, saying she's gonna burn Mandy Rose's empire to the ground. Is she being literal? Because that's a threat of arson. And if that, if that stated, maybe that's
1: how they're going to go from NXT 2.0 to NXT Black and Gold. Alba Fire is gonna burn down the CWC.
0: Chris Bricks saying that I should watch America's Best Dance Crew. I won't be disappointed. Here's what I was thinking because my wife's out of town. I was actually thinking because, look, I would never do this one around her because I can't dance, but I was tempted. I was tempted to go on YouTube and, like, watch some dance tutorials.
1: Hey, America's Best Dance Crew, I think you'd love it. Chris Bricks, tell me in the chat your favorite crew. Mine is Super Crew. More
0: than the Jabberwockies like Super Crew. I've seen Jabberwockies live in Las Vegas. Oh wow! I hear they're amazing. It's very good. You know, and brilliant idea with the masks because – you think you're too good for Jabberwockies? Hit the door. We got yeah. extra masks. Isn't that what they do with the Blue Man Group? Is that yeah. like, they just got to switch them out? Yeah, Blue Man Group's a franchise, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool Party, speak in truth. Julia Stiles deserves an Oscar for playing Esther's mom in Orphan First Kill.
1: Yeah. Julia Stiles watch, is also you watch the new Orphan, orphan yet? yet? I have not seen the new Orphan. Is oh my, it
0: good? Did you watch the original Orphan?
1: I saw, but I don't remember what happened in the original Orphan. Okay, watch the original Orphan.
0: Watch the original Orphan first, then go back and watch Orphan First Kill. Orphan, for, orphan First Kill is... For a prequel, it is phenomenal. Wow, okay, and this is on Hulu, uh, Paramount Plus. Okay, and what's her face? Isabel Furman is playing the same role that she played in Orphan, the character earlier, even though Isabel Furman is now like 23 years old. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, baby, I saying TKO Turbo Kelly Ozone, yeah. yes, and breaking two is so good. Um. Toxic Attraction took on Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley from Diamond Mine.
1: This is fine. Um, It's weird to see Toxic Attraction go back and forth. Yeah, and by fine, I just mean it was just there. It did nothing for me. Where Toxic Attraction, you think they're called up. You don't think they're called up. I feel like they're in a weird – and they're not even – they don't even seem to be aligned with Mandy. I know they had a short interaction with Mandy, but – it feels like Manny doesn't even want anything to do with him. So it's kind of, they haven't really tied up these loose ends with Toxic Attraction. And I feel like they owe it to that group because they've pretty much done, this era that we're about to end with NXT 2.0 was dominated by Toxic Attraction pretty yeah. much from the beginning to the end. So they at least owe it to Toxic Attraction to have some blow off so that they can just go on their merry way.
0: I concur um toxic attraction getting that win we had the dyad versus idris sanofi and malik blade were you on the edge of your seat for this
1: i was not i like idris and and malik blade sometimes they'll give them really funny stuff to do and i think not in a while though yeah and now they're just kind of back to being this kind of generic tag team that is feeding these guys i have no problem with them being more of the enhancement because they're kind of newer and wins and losses aren't really going to matter as much here, but they are an entertaining duo. They There are things that they can do with them creatively that they just kind of haven't done. Yeah. And the um, diet is just death. I just, there's nothing here. with this like It's like somebody
0: said, how could we take Joe Gacy and make him worse?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is.
0: Like, They're succeeding. Yeah.
1: I will say this. I didn't get to say this last week. That babyface comeback he had, like Joe Gacy can go let's not get it twisted he had this great babyface comeback that just kind of you know blew me away I kind of remembered oh that's right this guy can actually kind of work but the character is just horrible but these people went crazy for that comeback he did when he was posing as a babyface alongside Cameron Grimes
0: the problem with Joe Gacy though is it's like it's bad and it keeps getting worse but you would think the like the law of averages would suggest that it's kind of like the leprechaun effect like first leprechaun movie man second leprechaun movie dumb We're going to take the Leprechaun to the hood. We're going to take Leprechaun to space. And you know what? Then I'm interested. Then I think you've turned a corner. So with Joe Gacy, who Joe Gacy should go to the hood and space, please. I want him to
1: go to the hood first and then we can take him to space, but he needs to go to 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 space after he goes to the hood. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be amazing. So what does he go to the hood and try to convert people? Like, does he go to a kid who's trying to sell candy bars for his basketball team and say, no, 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 no. You need to be part of the dyad. Screw these candy bars.
0: Okay, so I have to ask this. Like, in L.A., that's everywhere. Like, you cannot go anywhere in L.A. without a child selling candy bars for their sports team.
1: Literally every time I go to Target.
0: It's, but is it like legit or is this like a magazine crew thing where you're never going to get the magazines and it's like low key human trafficking?
1: I'd like to believe that once in a while it is legit, but uh, it's really not. It's, it's all a big hustle. Um, you know, you're probably never going to find out where your money's going. You know, it's sometimes a good thing to just kind of uh, give the money back to the community, but a lot of times it is not legit. That money's yeah. going somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Um, if someone tries to sell you magazine subscriptions because they're trying to win a contest, look up look up Mad Cruz. That shit ain't real. <laughs> Watch the movie American Honey. You'll learn all about that stuff. Um, so, but buy the candy bars and support the, support the yeah. Youths. support those basketball. Teams. Buy the five dollar candy bar
1: and all the things that come with the basketball team.
0: Um, the Dyad got that win. Oh, Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu. This was nice. Listen, I was impressed by Cora Jade in the ring
1: in this match. I mean, Wendy Chu is a very good worker. You could some would say great worker, and maybe carried her to a good match. But this is a solid match. You kind of knew Wendy Chu was going to lose, and Cora Jade. I thought, look, this might have been her best match.
0: I like the new aggressive attitude. I think uh, Cora has got a certain swagger she did not have as a babyface. I worry about Wendy Chu. Like, where and where's Tiffany Stratton?
1: That's a great question. It's a million dollar question. I don't know if. They're just holding her off for this reboot or whatnot. I think the last time we saw her was in that Battle Royal. I don't think we've seen her since. No, didn't she? Wasn't it the
0: blow off with Wendy? She wasn't that. That's why she did
1: have that. Yes. With the cornrows. Yeah.
0: Maybe she had to go into hiding based on how the cornrows were received. (laughs) Yeah. So much backlash
1: that she's now hiding out until it blows over.
0: It's a society we live in, man. (laughs) Do I want to live in a world where people of any background can't wear cornrows?
1: Yeah, seriously. We're saying Glenn can't wear cornrows. Glenn I need you to grow your hair out and wear cornrows for uh by the time we get to Black History Month in February, you've got September, you got five months to grow out your hair worth. I grow out my hair. Out.
0: I I like I get the big jufro effect. It's very sideshow bob. Like uh yeah, it's not it's not pretty. Um but when did you I think when did you got to I was when did you got to get when did you has to get called up to uh the main roster, I think. Uh
1: I think of every all the women. I think she is on the short list of people who are absolutely ready for the main roster. And with that character, I think it could work. I think people would really be into it if they committed to it on a Raw or a SmackDown. This is something I think Vince would be all about. I don't know about Triple H.
0: Yeah, Corey Jade got that win tonight. Um, Lash Legend came out afterwards though, delivered a pump kick to Wendy Chu. So we're going to think have a feud with them going forward.
1: Very interesting. Or a match next, next week. The type of talent that Lash Legend needs to be working with is a Wendy Chu, somebody who is a veteran, somebody who can, you know, t- carry her to a decent match and she can learn from. It's kind of random, but it'll be interesting. I, I think this will be a good feud.
0: Carmelo Hayes came out to address the audience, interrupted by Andre Chase and Chase U. And then we had a match between Andre Chase and Trick Williams with Chase U getting that win. What did you think of this?
1: Yeah, very surprising. I thought this was just going to be Andre Chase goes in there and gets washed. But maybe they're finally doing something with Chase U. Maybe they see how over he's getting with those stomps. But this was one of those points where you were talking about how these fans have to sit around for hours on end. It didn't come across that way when Andre Chase was in the ring doing his thing because these people were really into him. And uh, this is one of the bright spots of the show, I thought. I love Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. This is kind of one of those smaller things that they don't necessarily do as much in WWE, where you get upset when you lose, or you get upset when you lose a title, and you're pissed off, and that becomes part of the story. You know, we saw so many years of John Cena would make it a habit to where he would lose and just kind of blow it off. And it always undermined who won. It would always undermine the storyline. But with Carmelo Hayes, I thought him and Trick Williams did a great job of just being pissed off that they lost last week.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and I think that Von Wanger, Von Wagner, Von Wagner, Von Wagner. All right, long day, folks. Uh gotta take care of a lot of cats with the wife out of town. <laughs> um, von Wagner versus Sangha. This talk about big meaty men slapping meat. Um, and I'm surprised, like Von Wagner looks really strong. Sangha is a really big dude. I'm legitimately became a child where i was like i'm impressed von wagner beat this really big monster
1: yeah and he like deadlifted him at one point which was very impressive because he kind of lost his footing so he had to legitimately do like a romanian deadlift with singer on his back and it was very impressive to watch I don't know about this Von Wagner. I'm not the biggest fan of him. I don't hate him. I, I mean, no, no one
0: is the big fan of him. Von Wagner.
1: That's the thing. The challenge. And, well, clearly Triple H's or Shawn Michaels or whoever's in NXT, because they keep trying with this guy. And I really do like Senga. I think Senga, there's something there. I think his look is unique, especially now that he's out of that Braun Strowman gear and he's got his own thing. And he's got that hairy body. I think Senga, especially his personality. And there's something to be done with Senga. I think, that's where the potential is, not Von Wagner.
0: Tonight was the first time... I mean, because he won, I was expecting Sanga to win. In my Me mind, Sanga is money, but the fact that Braun beat him, yeah, it was impressive. Or that Von yeah. beat him, that was impressive.
1: It was. And Von looks... Von's getting better and better in the ring, and I think he's fine in the ring. I just... This is pro wrestling, man. We need characters. No, but,
0: we need no, let's, let's stories. No, let's have the Von-Braun connection, and they'll just have, like, no personality... Between them, with two of them combined,
1: Von Braun. Braun. Yeah, and, and
0: I'll yeah. be good. Uh, but yes, as Chris Aldridge saying, the wrong guy won. I agree. Um, with you. O- Oro Mensa versus Grayson Waller in a qualifying match. Ghana in the house. Oro Mensa, who got the you know, win. Mensa is the real life last name of Kofi Kingston.
1: Really. Yeah, and they let Mensa have it, the Ghanaian. Great to see a Ghanaian on TV. Um, Ghana <laughs> is the team I'll be rooting for when the World Cup comes along uh, this, this year because Liberia does not have one. But I thought this was a, a fine debut. It was very weird how this finish came about with Apollo Cruz in his bloody eye. Mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't become a gimmick. It's just very, I, I'm not much of a blood guy. I'm very squeamish when it comes to stuff like that. So maybe it's just me. And I don't know if that red in his eye is real and if it's still there, but it, it just looked crazy. It is but,
0: icky looking. And I'm yeah, not it. shaming injury. I've gotten, I, I cut myself with a flobie the other night. So, uh, you know I, know, I know the world of injuries well. <laughs> you say, Glenn, how'd you cut yourself with a flobie? Aren't they supposed to be protected? Well, apparently not if you don't put in a guard on it and you just put it directly against your skin and your Ooh. temple, and it sucks in the skin. Yeah, learn that one the hard way. Did you have to put a band-aid on it? How did it we... did? Uh We're about 48 hours out now. You can kind of see it, but it was it was pretty bloody. I mean, as we've learned in wrestling, the face and the head bleed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I was blading with a floppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be putting the bandage back on after this just to protect it from the bacteria. Uh, but yeah, Apollo... Interfered, allowing Oro to get that win. Um, one of the Creed brothers is going to face Damon Kemp in singles action for breaking up Diamond mine Looks like it's going to be Brutus, Braun Breaker is on commentary, and we had JD McDonough versus Tyler Bate in a number one contenders match for that NXT Championship. What did you think of this? And what did you think about J.D. McDonough winning to become the number one contender and then uh, Dragunov coming into the ring and facing off with the two men as the show went off the air?
1: Yeah, this was a good wrestling match. I've never questioned the abilities of Tyler Bate or J.D. McDonough. In fact, I happen to like Tyler Bate in terms of being a star in NXT. But there's just so little that I think can be done between J.D. Mm-hmm. And Braun Breaker, we saw this feud a couple months ago, it was not that good. Yeah. There was nothing to it that really grabbed me. This has been the Achilles heel of Braun Breaker's whole run because mm. he has yet to have a real, truly interesting opponent. And the fact that JD McDonough and even Ilya Dragunov, I mean, none of this does anything for me. Uh, but speaking of not doing anything for me, they had a vignette for I think her, her name was like Soul Ruka Sol or Ro- something like Roca, that. Yeah, God love her. I'm sure she's a wonderful person, but like, this is the most wooden delivery. I want to see the versions that didn't make it, that they, that they said weren't good enough to be on here. Cause it was almost like she was literally reading off of a piece of paper, like she was reading a hostage note. That's the delivery of this where she's, I just didn't, I thought it was like a joke and it was a real thing that she's debuting. So, uh, I mean, her delivery could use some work.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But all in all, I mean, another pre-taped NXT next week, we're going to make it through. We're gonna get through this transitional era in NXT.
1: Yeah, this is a uh, very transitional. It feels like it. They're still in the colorful building, but they're using the old school NXT logo. And I'm very. I wonder if they're gonna to go to Full Sail University and restart that whole thing and do the black mat and the yellow robes, because that would be something to see. I think they absolutely should do that
0: start the beef with a full sale and chase you, which is the better for-profit university.
1: Oh, I would love that. That'd be a great storyline. You could really get some mileage out of that. Maybe you'd get some, uh, admissions to full, to chase you if they did that.
0: There you go. So Alfred has to catch a flight tonight. Where are you flying?
1: Flying to Vegas, your neck of the woods. One of my oh, wow. best friends is in Vegas, and I'm going to go and uh, we're going to meet up. We're going to rage. You should come out if you can.
0: If it wasn't, you know, if uh, my, my booster isn't fully in effect till Friday, unfortunately. Because uh, okay, yeah. the wife's out of town. I'm in Vegas all by myself. Which is crazy, right? You would think under any other circumstances, husband alone in Las Vegas for five days. I mean, it's there for the take. We can go to Applebee's. I'd be... Uh, go hang i mean like it's it's really weird right uh, but but i was thinking about that before i was like well what would i do i would, like probably just go play blackjack like just yeah. have like a sad blackjack binge for five How, days
1: what's the closest casino to your place oh you no, i'm city? like 20 minutes i mean oh, okay, i'm like okay. up
0: near uh near like sunset station and like uh okay. oh what's uh aliante is like I 10 see. minutes from me yeah i see. so it's not bad i can make it to the strip only like 25 minutes
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
0: but you know next time next time it'll be good yeah for sure yeah i got the booster i got the uh the uh bivalent booster for the the omicron so hopefully i,
1: gotta I still gotta get mine
0: Yeah, it was good Ten ten would do again uh we hope east is okay along with the rest of the island of puerto rico i know they're going through some stuff right now but uh hopefully she'll be back on friday Everybody, King Rail saying tomorrow at Palace Station bikini bikini tug of war. You should have King Rail while you're here, Alfred. King yeah. Rail is the biggest local. King Rail knows what's up. I uh King. Yeah, uh, Alfred said this is nasty. I'm at Klein Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.